right, we are, uh, we are here. We are making noise. I don't know if you can hear us. That's what's scaring me right now. Um, I, I, I think we're good. I think everything's okay. What do you think? What do you, I'm, I'm going to pull it up right now, Levac, to make you sure. Do it. Yeah, you do that, and then we'll go, because this is a well-oiled machine. It's a Techies Tuesday. Your best way back to normal. Check us out uh, at tefirewater.com. That's Refine Tech East. But you can check us out right now on the Tech East Facebook page as well. No, 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 no audio, huh? Like, why are we getting audio? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. Are you Mike? I mean, you still Interesting. Got you still got nothing. I right? got nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, wait. How about now? Try it now. You got anything now? How about now? You guys are experiencing this awesomeness. That is. <laughs> this is just us scrambling through the board. I'll check on my phone right now. Yeah, check just, on your phone. Don't worry. On the audio side, all of this will stand. Yeah, it'll it'll be awesome on the audio side of us not knowing what the hell we're doing. So again, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on uh, on we're the, on, we're the live. YouTube, there we. I are. bet you we were working the entire time. I, I think Gaz is just uh, the early two thirty start has us rattled like the Yankees and the Major League Baseball and the Guardians and everybody else. That's what the early start time did to us. Yeah, that will go with that. Okay. You can fine. find excuses real quick. I'm either going to blame you or that. Okay. So as long as we're all aware that it's not my fault, everything's fine. Levac and Gaz, again, you can check us out. Godzilla Media's YouTube when we're doing it live. Uh, Gaz's Twitter because he's a dick. And then, of course, the Techies <laughs> Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page. Uh, we're live from the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios here on Central Ave. And um, it has been, uh, it's, it's been an adventurous day. Adventurous day, my friend. As I continue to clean up all of Gaza's messes around the capital region, um, are we doing that out of the gates? We can if we want. We can if we I mean, want. I, 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 I didn't like, think I, we were going to go here, but I mean, you I teased it so well off the no, top. There's no better time for you to admit that I'm better at everything than you. <laughs> then right away, I think personally, I think that's the way it should be and the way it should go. I think what it, what everyone needs to know is. Is, uh, is is how everything goes. <laughs> our buddy Matt Woods, Hobart uh, alum, first show, fellas. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for you to come on the show, Matt. Looking forward to it. Um, no, you know, today, you know, went and met with uh, with with a bunch of people that we've uh, worked with in the past that won't talk to guys, and they all they all said that uh, basically what it comes down to is um, who. I think it's really what was the resounding uh, response was. It was, you know, it's, you know, Levac and uh, who's that guy? You, you, you talked to two people today. One of them we're going to be talking to a lot more next month. I was just startled by his reaction because we've locked some stuff in. I can announce it now. It's locked in. Yeah. We're doing stuff at Impact Athletic Center, which is mm -hmm. super exciting. You ran into somebody who, why don't I just say his name? Matt Sames. You ran into Matt Sames. He, he was, he was afraid to say names. Well, look, he was confused about our show together. Right. Well, because, like, because, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm the Lion King. I'm uh, working with the right. Columbus Lions in Columbus, Georgia, as a, as a part owner of the group, and uh, I spend some time down there. I spend some time up here. I'm, I'm everywhere, um, and and I think what freaked him out is we're putting together. Um, I'm working with the Empire to put together a team to work with the Special Olympics for the Polar Plunge on November 19th up in Lake George. So I did a lot walk, lot walk with Nate from Mohawk and uh, Chris Hughes from the Special Olympics. So then I see Matt Sames, and Matt Sames, who's putting that together for the Impact Center, and he goes, awesome. How's everything going? I was, I'm like, well, you know, a lot of time in Georgia. Why? So I think it just, I think it, he lost it. He goes, wait, so are you leaving? So you're going to Georgia. You're leaving LeVac and Gaza. You're not doing the shows with Gaza anymore. 
And I could see him canceling the show in his mind. <laughs> I could see him abort, saying, abort, abort. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you, you know, I pay for LeVac. I accept guys. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I'm going to do I'm gonna, the shows that we've agreed to. I'll do. I'm like, obviously, there's a couple dates that are in flux because I don't know exactly when I'm going down to, to Columbus in November. We're working those dates out. And then, you know, uh, December, like one, I'm going a week a month until the season. And the season, the plan is for me to be down there a lot more. Um, so he's just like, oh, okay, so you're still doing the shows. I'm like, yeah, so that was that was that. But he obviously took none of the information you gave him to heart. None. So he, he's one of the three people today that I've just texted, and it just different things have happened. So we, we've talked. Luckily, those are locked. And if you want the dates on, LeVac and I will be live from the Impact Athletic Center. Check out gazlamedia.com. Those dates are locked in. As far as I know, according to Matt's text, those dates are locked in. A lot of yeah. them coming up in November and December, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the second one, our pal Chad over at the Hideaway in the Iron's Edge. Yeah, he is on his way to Yankee Stadium. We will talk yeah. Yankees game five. I'm sure he's out and everything else. Now. That's why we're starting early, by the way. Yankees game 407 first pitch today. Yes, that's exactly right. So that's why it's a little bit earlier. Our audio side gets a nice little preview of that and everything else. Uh, yeah. So we were texting earlier, and he's going to the Yankee game, but just where we'll call it scheduling situations. He got back to you quicker. And he got back to yeah. So, so Gaz has been Gaz has been uh, hitting him up for like a million different things. He stopped replying to Gaz. I just hit him up real <laughs> quick and said, "Hey, are we good with this, this, and this?" And everything was resolved instantly within two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And uh, and then uh, our our good friend. Well, I'm sorry, my good friend, uh, Mark Bardak, who runs Ed Lewin Associates, who we worked with, uh, you know, for SPAC and Santa and a million other things when we were on Terrestrial Radio. Um, Gaz said, "Guy just vanished." Unbelievable! This right guy. off the face please, of the earth. Please, somebody said right this off cut. the face of the earth. The guy went away. He just vanished. He couldn't get Mark Bardak on the phone. I was like, ah, oh, hold on. I've been friends with Mark a long time. I don't think that's real. And uh, sure enough, so I talked to Mark for about an hour today. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> I want to rip the rest of my hair out. Mark, is there he- anybody else that's not taking your calls? I could call. Like, like, have you recently lost like like a relative? Like, told you they passed away. Do you want me to try to get them on the phone? Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just don't want to talk to you. DraftKings doesn't get back to me, although they're proud sponsors here. I'm about to give DraftKings a call. We got some exciting DraftKings things to talk about. Actually, you know why DraftKings doesn't talk to you, Mr. 15-cent freaking bet, Captain Pink Panties. Let's get back to Mr. Mark Bardak. They're like, they look at me, and they're like, that that mother effer will blow 100 bucks a game. That's our guy, responsibly and whatever crap. You know, but uh, you over here with your 10-cent wagers, no, no, they're like, listen, get out of the freaking kiddie pool. At least come swim, swim in the deep end with the rest of us, and we'll give you a call once in a while, buddy. They're pay- when DraftKings pays you more than you pay them in advertising, they're not going to deal with you. At least when you're winning money from them, like, all right, we'll get that back one day. Losing money, probably more so. They're going to keep well, calling I'm saying, us like, I, I Actually, I cleaned up last night. Hey. I cleaned up. One of my locks came through. I think I went two and two this weekend. I'm not positive. I think I went two and two. And uh, you know, a big one hit last night. Back to the Mark Barnack situation. For our yeah. non-Capital Region watchers, listeners over this, he runs a company called Ed Louis and Associates out here in the Capital Region. It's a marketing firm. Monster so, marketing firm. Been around forever. That's Best. true. So I, I talk to Mark twice a week for, God, five years. Yeah, when he needed something from you. My God. The moment this guy didn't need something from me. Texts, calls, emails, unbelievable. This guy has not gotten back to me in two years. And it I won't say it's personal, but it felt personal at times. Well, the part of the, there's there's two issues. There's two, there's two major differences. Okay. So he would hit you up twice a week to get things done. He only had asked me once. Um, no, no, no. That's that, one. Not like, <laughs> that's one. That's not what that And means. then and then two would probably be the way 
that we both exited our former employer. That has nothing to do with that, though. I do He's a marketing that. firm. If he finds ways to make money in a business, I work with a bunch of marketing firms now. You went, you went, you went, that's you bad went business scorched that's, earth. No, I didn't go scorched earth. You went scorched earth. I disagree with that. But that's you okay. did like a 16-part podcast series on what a piece of crap they were. Uh, and whether or I, not you were telling the truth, you could have done four. <laughs> and and me, I, I just politely walked out the door and said, everyone, just just like just like my dad who went to get smokes 20 years ago and never been seen again. <laughs> never been seen again. I right, just looked okay. at everybody and said, hey, guys, yeah. I'm going to get a pack of smokes. And I left. And then uh, like a year later, they went, he doesn't even smoke. <laughs> it's all about it's all about your exit, buddy. You got to have an exit strategy. That's what it is. You and I will. To. You and I will politely disagree on that. We don't need to <laughs> dive into those walls. But I will say, Mark Bardak, I know you're not watching a podcast or listening to one. No, he's on his way to Belmont today. Sure, I was he is. talking to him. Remember, I, he and I long conversation about our lives, how everything's going for him. He's doing very well. Very busy man. I was going to joke around and say he probably took the train because he's so old, but he actually probably made have taken a train because it believe, might be cheaper. No, I believe he's my age, by the way, too. So sorry. Oh, yeah, he's in the same place. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, his wife. I know his, his wife. wife and I right. She's one of the. You know. She's one of the colony 94s. Right she there. is she's yes. part of the group. She is. Um, so that's the other reason he has to talk to me. The the beautiful Brooke will tell him that he's in trouble if he doesn't. So if you'd like to send over more enemies, it's at Tom Guys, T O M G U Z Z, Sal Pal Antonio. Sal Pal. He's definitely on the list. Jordan Ronan. Jordan. Uh, I don't want to call him an enemy, but he does not Jordan, also doesn't get back to me. Jordan Ronan, not your enemy, but not going to put up with your shit. Literally. Yeah. Tim Reynolds is a new one on the list. I thought wait, I wait, like, who's, do you know are, Tim Reynolds from the Associated Press? Does yeah, we had him on when Dwayne Wade retired. He's yeah, a yeah. Shen guy, Miami, Miami he, centric. He's claiming he no longer does podcasts or radio shows because of the heat he took from the Levitard show. Well, that wouldn't make you like an enemy. That just makes you. This means you're beneath him. Yeah, I guess so. That felt yeah. just as bad though. The, the message. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, listen, you knew we were going to lose a lot of those friends. Well, those ones weren't going to be around anymore. That's right. The high class media. Yeah, the, yeah, the, that right there. This, listen, I barely talked to us, and now that we're a podcast, <laughs> I didn't know this is a th- like, like. Still, I still don't think anybody. You've yet to show me like a like a ratings. Like you always say, we're doing really well, yeah. views and downloads, yeah. and like subscribe and do all the like you say we're doing. Very, but then like I go, all right, well show me it, and you go, you just talk and you don't show me any quantification. So I don't like as far as I know, there's no one watching this or listening to this <laughs> ever, ever. And that is why I like it. It's fun. It's like it's like Dear Diary. That's how I treat each of the Levac and Gaz now, Dear Diary. And then I just and then we have fun. Well, I have fun. I usually at your expense. Let's talk about our friends. Techies, but I sound like a ghost wailing. <laughs> you mentioned our, You mentioned our friends in Mohawk. You were visiting today. Uh, I got a nice call from my mother-in-law yesterday, who's looking for a new vehicle. So Cam McKenna I sent him a text yesterday about potentially a new she's vehicle. Still looking. Still looking. She's she's confused by this. By the way, Mohawk kind of fantastic. Here's some things she's concerned about, and a lot of people go through this. This is why it works well when we talk about Mohawk. That she is nervous stepping on the lot. She gets concerned. She doesn't know who to trust, how to go through the process. She's heard all these horror stories of people feeling like they're not getting the right price. She has guns ablazing. She's already ready to go. I'm like, if you come to Mohawk, you will be fine. If you work with great people yes. like Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, yes. Greg Johnson, Lindsay Harrington, the whole everybody on the lot will Scott take care Moynihan. of you. That's shout out to Scott Moynihan, Nick and Data on social. They want to work with you. The reason why they continue to have success here across the capital region and more. That's one great side of Mohawk Honda, one of many great signs. The other thing is the supply chain. Some people might be confused of why or why not a vehicle that you've owned for years, 
you might be able to sell back and get the same price you bought for it years ago. It's hard for people right. to understand that. It's also hard for some people to understand that a vehicle they thought wouldn't be there is there or isn't there can be there soon. A lot of that stuff is confused to change. What the, yeah. what, so, so what? what the hell did you just say? What I'm saying is that if you're looking for a vehicle, Mohawk Honda is your spot. Okay. Mohawk Honda, where they like always that. go out of their way to please you. What I was talking about is she is confused about the supply chain. I didn't realize oh. so many other people didn't realize oh. that like the car industry the last two years is far different than what it's been but 10 like, to 15 years ago. Here's here's what I don't understand. Like, like you and I have to focus on terms like supply chain, right? Because when we tell people why a vehicle isn't available, you gotta tell them why, right? You can't you can't just sit there and go. Me no understand. There one day, poof, gone next. Like that's not gonna. That's not great radio, uh, or whatever the hell this is. But like uh, other people, like what does she want? What does she want? She want to. She want to. She want to uh, CRV there. She, she want a pilot. A 2022 Pilot EXL. Okay, then that's, that's all she says is Boy. that, and then they go get it for. Her. Right? Isn't that the deal? Yes, but now she's in a spot where she might want a 2023. So now she's trying to figure out, like, this is this is okay. Cam stuff. See, this see. is this yeah. is him. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. only do so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I heard the, I was at the Mohawk Chevrolet today. I went over there. I was talking to our friend Chris Hughes from the Special Olympics, and um, I heard do you, what people are doing right now. Like, there's vehicle, there's dealerships out there that are going like, like, ten grand over MSRP just because they can. Ooh. Whoa. Like, like uh, insane amount. Not, not, not in friends of Mohawk though. Not in friends of Mohawk. No, it's this is MSRP. That's the price, and then we work from there. They're good, they're good people over there. That's what they are. They always go out of their way to please you. That's true. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I did. Um, by the way, we have at least three people uh, are, who are watching this nonsense. Um, we have, of course, Matt Woods, first show fellas. Don't know why it's funny to me when Woods says fellas, and I like. I think it's great. I do too. Yeah, uh, Sean Martin said uh, you have at least one watching better than working all right i, I agree with that sean no way to go there um and then ryan mccarthy nice to know i'm one of the nobody's watching listening leave it to ryan to take it as an insult that i don't think the show's good enough or or have a way to tell but it, because he's watching i'm insulting him you know i've always thought about it's a very old school thing to like name people who watch a show or like a fan base you know like the show bros out in syracuse uh, what was what was, what was stern's called the, the whack the, pack. The whack pack. Well, that wasn't right? all the fans. That was just like a group of weirdos. I would like the Levac and guys. We can't do Levac pack. That doesn't work. The nobodies is hysterical. The nobodies. I don't, I don't hate nobodies. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. Nobody. Because we're everywhere. I know we're all we need a better we, we'll come up with a group. We'll come all up right. with a group. That's man. the first one I actually enjoyed. Actually, I was the one when we were on the, the the team. Yeah. I came up with the bench warmers. Oh. And like at first people were like, I don't know. It sounds insulting. I go, no, it's the bench warmers. All the perks of being a star athlete without breaking a sweat. That was my whole problem. And then everybody went, well, why don't you tell us that? And it's like, well, I did. You just didn't listen until you already changed it to, like, the loyalty club or some stupid generic <laughs> bull crap. What about the teammates? The teammates. Whoa. Yeah, which is, I mean, again, it plays, I guess. But, like, I like the bench warmers was different. It was cool, I thought. It was what I wanted to be. And then a movie came out called The Bench Warmer. Stunk. Yeah, it it there's some laughs. In, there's some laughs in it. Second fart noise in the mic today. Wow, you just yeah, you're really bringing. You're playing the hits. Playing the hits for all six. <laughs> I see six people, like at least six pieces of machinery are on. What about the today. Yankees, Levac? You and I were supposed to be recapping the Yankee game today. We were supposed to be talking about potentially the Yankees in the ALCS or the end of the Yankee season. And here we sit earlier in the afternoon, still no game five played. I saw social media unload on Rob Manfred, and everyone blamed Should. him because it rained. It oh, is. it's just oh, okay. Well, again, this goes back to the first rainer, okay? 
why mess with things that work? Oh, well, we have a chance to score a little bit more money if we we play a game, rest, play a game, travel. But no, do what's worked forever, okay? Play two, rest. Tra- that's your travel rest day. Go play two, travel rest day, play one, done. Now what you did is by doing it this way, you get one push back, so that's that. You're going to play four games straight in a row, which, oh, guess what? Now you can't because... I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this. It's craziness. The Northeast has crazy weather in October. <laughs> Things fall from the freaking sky. You're lucky it hasn't freaking snowed, Manfred, you piece of crap. So now, not only not only are you dealing with this where you got a game out at 4.07, guys are going to end up what, flying into to Houston, landing in Houston at like 3 a.m. and then playing the, the number one seed in the in the American League. But you're already, you, you maybe aren't even playing right now. If you had done the first two games without the rain out, it would have been boom, boom, one, two. Yankees would have went out there with Cole and Cortez against maybe a Bieber on a short rest or shorter rest. And then you win those two. You get a, you get a travel day. You get all the weight of the world's on Cleveland shoulders. You probably sweep the damn thing in three. And then we don't have any of these problems. Rob Manfred sucks. Four games in 17 days for the Yankees. That's what we're looking at with the game today. Four games. I mean, that's tough. That's tough in the you said, playoffs. You're saying four games in 17 days. It's four, four, four games in four days. Well, four, five days with the travel, and then you have another game tomorrow. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. It's not. It's not good. It's not good. Astros are going to have a bigger advantage, you know. I don't, and I, I don't even know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they've already figured out how to replace the tra- trash can. I'm sure they got something figured out for the pitching. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is what we deal with. Man- Manfred's a, a joke. He's the worst. Manfred. Manfred is the worst uh, commissioner in professional sports. I would go back to that Thursday night where there was no West Coast game. And they easily could have said, okay, we're going to wait this out a little bit on television that night that our biggest competition is, is that awful commanders bears game. Let's, let's just, let's just step in at like nine and play a game here and see what can happen and see what they decided not to do it. Now here's what could have happened yesterday. Once they saw the rain forecast coming, and I think you and I were texting about this earlier in the day too, like they could have said, all right. We're going to start this at like 9.30 or 10 and just muscle through it. But if they had done that, the backlash of that would have been far worse than what it is today. Like if the Yankees lost that game 2-1 to one and a ball just like flopped in like the wet grass or something bizarre, you know, a, a wild pitch that you just can't make a play on, the weather clearly would have had an effect. So the fact that they're able to push it today, although 4.30 is strange, I don't know why, I don't know if it's AEW got in the way or something got... All this still comes down to television. And I know Manfred's the easy one to blame here. He doesn't control the weather, but it feels as if baseball had multiple chances to figure this out. Like they could have done something else and they decided not to. Failing to plan is planning to fail. Is that John Wooden? I, I thought it was me. I thought I just thought that up. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I believe that's John Wooden. Nice. Uh, well, it's also Jeff Levesque right now. Dash, Michael uh, Scott, Wayne yeah, Gretzky. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Because again, you 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 front load this thing so that there's room to move back. If anything, they should have done again the two travel two one. Hell, tell me that you want to go three travel two if if you need to. I'd be fine with that because I had the home field advantage, so it's awesome. But like, it just doesn't. This this whole thing you set yourself up, you invited problems. You invited these issues, and now, hopefully, the Yankees have to deal with going to Houston and landing at, at like 3 a.m. for a game, you know, the next day. 
or the same day, the same the same exact day, but possibly Cleveland does as well. Now, that's just it's just again, you're already playing the team that play that has the best record. You're playing the team that's doing this. You're playing the team, that's doing this. and now I'm gonna. Hey everybody, welcome to your hotel. And by the way, the the front desk staff is Lazy Eye Larry and and Stinky Susan, <laughs> who are the only two who are willing to be awake at this time in Houston. And uh, they're they're uh, they're going to help you get to your rooms, guys. Have a good one. It's just it's poop. It's a poop. It's poop. And it's Manfred, and he's Manfred is poop. It is better that it's Nestor Cortez on the mound though for the Yankees. That's the yeah, but that's we had Nestor advantage. Cortez yesterday. When we wasn't. Jamis Italian being oh, talked about. Yeah, tie, that's well, a tie in. I went with the yeah. Cleveland accent, like Tito right, Francona, right. the Italian guy. Is what we thought he was called. Yeah, I don't want to call him it, that now. But again, it, what if you what if you get the win with Tyon? Now I got Cortez going game one against the Astros. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Cortez is better. I, yeah, he's better. But you get a win with Tyon, you feel pretty good too. I, the Yankees aren't going to lose this game. Because of their starting pitching, in my humble opinion, I think their starting pitching could technically, let's say, they give up four runs. Bad day for for, for Yankees pitching. It's the Yankees bats. The Yankees bats should should have no problem getting you somewhere around eight nine runs. That's what it should be. So realistically, you could go out and pitch the first inning as long as you get off the mound eventually. With your actually, you would just spike into the dirt just like you did in front of Pete Rose. <laughs> So you would you're not <laughs> not me check then. that okay. example. Right. But I'm saying like they could go they could go with an opener. And as long as they get through that game, it doesn't matter. Now you're going into, you know, hopefully, hopefully you're going into Houston. Hopefully you have to deal with the problem of of everything, of just just dealing with it it's, there. It's too much wishful thinking. Ryan McCarthy here. wrote it out for you so you can have it. Nice. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. John Wooden, Dash Levac. I like I went the planning. I used planning instead you of the did. So That's I think true. it's mine. Okay. I think it's <laughs> Right. I think it's mine. Right, take that up again and just, we'll just yeah, save just that leave instead. that wooden person, whoever the hell that is. Is he hanging out with Buzz Lightyear? Is that who that is? Uh, I texted you yesterday, back, and this probably is the karma I know, stop that. of I told you how excited I was for the Yankee game, which I don't think You're I've ever Yankee done. Fan. I was You're, you've become a Yankee. Fan. I was so excited. I feel like it's weird that you become a Yankee fan. No, and no, that no. happens. Yeah, no. you're you're a dark cloud. I wanted. That's to see what everybody told me today, Chad. Mark Bardak and Chapman Hideaway. Sal Palatonio. We had a meeting. We had a meeting. <laughs> like, if you ever, like, had that feeling that there's, like, a group of people just talking about you behind your back about what a piece of crap you are, and your name is Gaz, it's happening. It is. It's one of my favorite Entourage episodes called The Meeting of the Families, where everyone's there talking about Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven's character, and he wants it. <laughs> That's what happened today earlier. Uh, I was going to mention Aaron Hicks. It's wishful thinking that Aaron Hicks will not be playing today. I don't think that's happening because Yankee fan, New York sports fan, if you want to be pissed off at one guy, I know the blame can go anywhere from whoever you want, pick, Stan, Judge, Boone, whoever, Manfred. Can we just get Aaron Hicks to hustle? Can we get him to run a little bit? Can we, can we get him to do something out there? And I'm talking about like New York fans that Aaron Hicks is going viral the other day because there's a ball hit to the outfield and he's jogging like it's mid-September. I don't even know what he's jogging. It's like maybe he's out here taking a walk with a kid. I'd like Aaron Hicks to get out of the lineup because they got better options than him, but I don't think that's going to happen today. Batting ninth in left field, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, there he is. There he is. He's there. It's, but again, like, look at this. Wow, this is kind of is this is this the right lineup? Like, I don't. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like I expected it to to look. To be honest with you, I have to pull up the old MLB lineups. Remember when we used to do lineups every day? That's right. They were sponsored. <laughs> Remember those. 
mine too. Look what sponsored meant. Well, well, you looked at it. We have many a sponsor. We have a big sponsor right behind us right now. While you look That's up that lineup to confirm, yeah, this. no, it's real. Pepsi's bad nine. Uh, is Judge leading off? No. Okay. That's what was. That's what caught me. Yeah. Glaber Torres. Interesting. It's a Glaber day. Leading off, uh, playing second base is Glaber Torres, batting second, and the big fella, Aaron Judge in right field. Anthony, you can sit on my face, Rizzo's at first base, batting third. Clean up, John Carlos Stanton, GTH. Josh Donaldson's at third base, batting fifth. Oh, Cabrera is your shortstop, batting sixth. Uh, Harrison Master Bader, your center fielder, batting seventh. Jose Lee Trevino is catching, and uh, he is batting eighth. And the ninth is Aaron Hicks. In left field. All right. That's what you wanted. Okay. No, I just I just wondered if he was going to be the impact. What are we doing with your hand? No, I'm not going to pay you anything. That's I get paid for that. That's that's big time right there. That's the thing right there. So there you go, Yankee fans. The season could continue to roll on into the ALCS against Houston, a team that almost has time in and time out taken out the Yankees, or it ends today against the Cleveland. John Sterling calls on the Indians Guardians today. 407 first pitch. There's only one way that we can guarantee the Yankees get past the Astros. Hmm. We need to find and shave Dallas Keuchel. Shave him. <laughs> okay. His beard has some kind of mystical power that is, even though he's not with them anymore, it still holds sway over the Yankees in their, their games against Houston. Where did he go? Did he end up in San Diego? I, I Dallas Keuchel was going to get this huge contract. Yeah, you Monster were one of the people who wanted, wanted the Yankees to I give did. all the money. And San Diego's got a really good staff. I feel like Dallas Keuchel just got hurt or just crashed at the wrong time. I'm, I'm struggling now to remember the life of Dallas Keuchel. Was he one of these pitchers Ooh. in similar fashion to you, Darvish, who got the COVID contract here and spent a year somewhere else and got hurt? Because Darvish had that quick stint there with the Cubs before he headed off to the West Mr. Coast. Mr. Keuchel was on not one, not two, but three Major League Baseball teams this season. Care really? to guess what they were? I would guess the Padres was one. Yeah, you are incorrect. Was the was it the Giants? Still incorrect. Wow. Scary how bad you are. My last one would be the White Sox. That is one of the three teams. Okay. I gotta change that so, back to something else. Is it the Pirates? Not the Pirates. All no. Right, I'm good. I got my three guesses. I failed. The Chicago White Sox. So uh, let me let me see here. It's uh, I'm going to give you the games uh, th- there as as well. Uh, the record, I should say. Okay. Uh, two and five with the White Sox. O oh and two with the Arizona Diamondbacks, Whoa. and then O oh and two with an ERA of twelve point six for the Texas Rangers. Whoa! I never. Those would have been the two last teams I would have guessed. So but wow! You find him. Shave his face. The curse is lifted. Have you enjoyed Bob Costas during the games? Hey, Bob Costas. Whatever you hate, Bob Costas. That hey, was so Bob quick. Costas. You didn't have to think about it. It's just like, tell me, tell me that you you're you're trying for a bigger job than the one you have without telling me you're trying for a bigger job than the one you have. <laughs> it's like it's like it's almost like Bob Costas says sports is great. I want to narrate all the things Morgan Freeman gets now. Like I want, I want to be the James Earl Jones. I want to like everything is like this super poetic. Like it's not like you know, like it's an O2 count, but it's on this blustery October day here at Yankee Stadium. Two men do battle. One with a bat. One with nothing but a ball and a glove. 
as we look to see who will win in this treacherous head-to-head confrontation between Aaron Judge and Shane Bieber. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, then, and then Ron Darling. I, I think Bieber's going to try to uh, try to throw uh, paint the corners here and not, uh, not throw anything down the middle of the plate. <laughs> the chemistry is just palpable, oh, isn't it? That stuff on social media is great with those long, long expressions. If you're on Twitter, just type in Bob Costas, Ron Darling, and read some of that stuff. It's having Levac and I continue to laugh night in and night out. Bob Costas has turned every Twitter person into a poet. Like the, some of these people are writing things that are so like I don't and, and they're making them up, but they're so freaking good. And then like and it's and it's like stuff that you wouldn't even think of. I, I, I'm just like dying. I'm like, because I've seen other tweets from these people, and a lot of them are like fart noise, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, did you see the last Simpsons? And now it's Bob Costas, the fall breeze that brushes across Jacob's. Like, he's just like, what? Who, who are you? I mean, like this one uh, from Kathleen on Twitter who wrote, We're all here in Cleveland where the site autumn chill in the air is a bleak reminder of the chilling fact that each day we are spiraling towards the un avoidable conclusion we all call death <laughs> on darling i think it goes fastball here <laughs> they're and so like two, good two trees before that she's making her ass clap you know what i mean like, right. like, like it's just fitzy mo pena while it seems a joyous night for fans of the banks of lake erie the unfortunate truth remains it is indeed possible that the zodiac killer who is yet to be officially <laughs> caught could be amongst us here amongst the cleveland crowd <laughs> on darling i think he goes check swing here I would love if I would love if like Bob Costas like is just especially full of himself on one of these, and then Darling just goes, "Hey, remember when you had pink eye?" Like that would just be <laughs> just, out of, just out of the blue. Just out of the blue. Just what like, was that deal, huh? And what was that? Where'd you get that? <laughs> Somebody farting your pillow? What are you in? Are you in a little? You're in a little like, like farting the face play? What are you into, Bobby? Yeah. Give us a give us a little a little pull back the curtain there, Costas. What do you got? Bob Costas is one of the great voices in baseball history. He's a Hall of Famer. He's everything else. I'm now convinced, though. What it's told me is that, well, partially what you said, social media can actually be funny, not the cesspool that it usually is. I would pay now to be on Twitter to see some of this content of how don't good it is. I would actually pay to be on Twitter because Why of that stuff. That? You don't have any money. And also, I'm convinced that Bob Costas, like, there's nobody who can be good as a commentator or broadcaster via social media. Like there is nobody no. who is can avoid any type of criticism, whether it's Joe oh. Buck or Troy Aikman who was getting blasted last week, Joe Tessitore, Booger Troy, McFar, Troy everybody's Aikman. getting blasted. I Noah would love, Eagle. I would love for someone to count the amount of words Troy Aikman says during a normal broadcast and how many he said last night, because he went out of his way to watch what he said. There was no dress comments. There was no nothing. It was actually like, like when I when I feel bad for Vanilla Jay Z. That is, that's telling you something. Like, that's just, people are ridiculous. But, like, yeah, it, social media is always going to come after you. But when it's a resounding, like, group and they're all, like, becoming better writers, Twitter could work for Town Square Media right now. Because <laughs> they're all writing about something that has nothing to do with what they thought they were texting about. So it's, like, it, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, it, it, Costas is out of control. Costas is so pompous, he makes Collinsworth sound down to earth. <laughs> That's how pompous he sure. is. Like, like it's just Mike Tredico, all the other trees, whatever. No, Tredico. Syracuse Mets broadcast. Yeah, like, Mike like, Tredico, yeah. Tredico, yeah, Tredico, whatever. I was just Ron Tredico. I was just talking to him before the show. Um, he, he just, he, he's so over the top. 
He's so pompous. I like it for the Olympics because you want the Olymp- you want to believe the Olympics are more important than like six people running around a track. You want to believe that it's like got this this overwhelming sway in the world. Baseball is extremely important to me, but in the in the horrible possibility of the Yankees not advancing to the ALCS, I'm still going to go to work tomorrow. Like I'm still going to go about my day. I don't need Bob Costas out here reminding me death's around the corner because because <laughs> Judge whiffs on a on a two two pitch, you know. Like I just I, it's just too much. It's too much. I, I can't a, do it. I have a quick true story about Bob Costas. You gave him pink eye. A young version, younger version of me, teenager, fresh out of college. No, I might have still been in college. Got a nice, nice uh, career advice from Bob Costas. Don't get pink eye. I had that saved in my room, and one of his advice pieces of advice was make sure you paint the picture to the audience talk about the clouds talk about the weather talk about which way the flag is waving in center field i thought wow that's really cool bob costas told me that now that's 15 years later and here i am shut up costas you bum <laughs> what did he like right how did he how did he there was that? like a q a for bob costas they did this thing called back in the day they had a thing called magazines and they had like a sports magazine that came out. So Costas was a guest and people could write in questions. And they used mine. Shout out to Bud Poliquin who used my question. So I had that in my room. Him and Jim Ross, two nice pieces of advice. Jim Ross, the broadcaster. Of course, by God. Wait, he wrote you me got something it. as well. Wait, same deal in, in a magazine? He just gave me some cliche answer. What was the what was the magazine? It was called like Central New York Sports. So you're the only so you're the Corey from Greenwich. <laughs> that magazine. Of Central, yeah, Why didn't the, that work? The only that one who calls. <laughs> You're like sending it like each one. And they're like, oh God, we don't have any more questions. I don't want to use that guy's Lowski kid again, but he's all we have. It's another T from Salve I see here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What did Jim Ross say? What did you ask him? Same thing. Just cliche stuff. Work on tape. Listen to yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you asked them both. Wow, what yeah, what's your broadcast? Yeah, broadcast. Yeah, right. That's it. How'd that work out for you? Here I am. Yeah. Here I am. Here we are at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration taking over the large conference room. They're trying to get in, but no, we're still pretending we're alive on radio. <laughs> Before we get to the NFL, let's talk about Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Levesque, they're proud sponsors of our nonsense. Uh. Lily and J- David Fine Jewelers are celebrating their 10th anniversary. Lily and David Fine Jewelers have been open for 10 years. Shout out to Alyssa, David, the entire crew there. Route 50, the shops of Wilton, they want to make sure that they find something for her. Guys, whatever it is, whether it's your fiance, your wife, your girlfriend, maybe you're hoping to get a girlfriend. Or at some all of point. them. Yes. Exactly. It could be all those things. Up to 60% off pieces of jewelry this month to celebrate 10 years of Lily and David Fine Jewelers. There's the logo if you're watching on our visual side, top right corner. For more information, check out our ticker below as well. Stop in. Telling you what the holiday is just around the corner. You save that gift. You have it for Christmas, maybe for the anniversary, and you get up to 60% off. Shout out to everybody over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Check out their Facebook page as well for more updates. Well, they'll show you the marked jewelry that you can save on this month. It's Lily and David Fine Jewelers. When you stop in there, Route 50, the shops of Wilton, tell me you heard about it. My story, there's the wedding band. Boom. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. We both know from experience. We love the crew over at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I told, I told Alyssa that should I ever find somebody worth buying a ring for again, that's, I would go right there. That's where I would. That go. sounded like the start to that boys to men song. And if I ever fall in love again, yeah, I mean, and I and I do. I I fall in love quite frequently. Have you ever had oh. an ice cream sandwich? Oh my god, with the cookies for the instead of the wafers, <sighs> ice cold forty of old English. Mm. Yep, that's love right there, my friend. Just hits different. It's fleeting. It's fleeting. It's fleeting. Love. 
and it gives me gas, but I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Do you want to start with our New York teams here? The Giants, sure. the Jets, Let's talk the Bills. Some football. Let's talk New York football teams. I'll change the banner as we talk. There we go. Giants, Bills, Jets. Let's lead off with the Jets. I feel like the Jets have been almost ignored by us when we talk about our New York recaps and everything else. The New York Jets, 27 to 10 winners over the Green Bay Packers. Levesque, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, the best rookies in football. Zach Wilson didn't have to do too much. We love our guy, Brian Baldinger, on Twitter. Does his baldy breakdowns and stuff. He's got weird fingers, there's no doubt. Quinnen Williams. Go go check it out on Twitter, at TomGoss, T-O-M-G, it was easy. Dominated the Green Bay Packers. And now Quinnen Williams is being talked about as one of the best defensive linemen, not named Grady Jarrett or Aaron Donald in the NFL this quick. The Jets' <laughs> young players have sorry, come together. Sorry, correction yeah. department. Sure. Uh, that was shy, not boys to men. Wow, what a great call. That's absolutely right. Stupid. That's absolutely How right. You? How dare wow, you? What a whiff by me. How dare you? Uh, you should be ashamed. What do you make of Ryan McCarthy's New York Jets and that victory over the Green Bay Packers? It's getting harder and harder to ignore them. Um, and and like I don't like I don't ignore the Jets on purpose. It's just you really still haven't seen what you what you want to see from Zach Wilson and stuff like that. But to your point. You didn't have to. The way that that game played out was perfect. Um, Here's here's the deal. I think that game says just as much about how much the Green Bay Packers roster hates Aaron Rodgers as it does about how much the Jets roster loves big game Bob Sala, and they will go to war for him. So that being said, you know, a win's a win. You feel good about it. It's a dominating victory over a Green Bay team. Uh, and, and you know, obviously, there's points where it was. It looks like it could go either way, but not many. You look forward. Your next game is at Denver. There's no reason for me to believe that Russell Wilson is going to beat you. So it's going to be defense versus defense, pretty much in that game. Then you got then you got the Pats. I mean, I don't, you don't know what Pats you're getting. You could if you're the if you're the Jets, and you're a Jets fan, you could be cautiously optimistic. About six and two, five and three before you play the Bills. Because <laughs> if you were winning because of Zach Wilson, I would say that the Patriots are going to destroy you. The pra- Patriots will probably beat them just because how far along they are and like they know their identity is set, but they may not. But like, you, you could, you could go, you could go six and two. You're right in that mix. You definitely are with wins and losses, with young players stepping up. It sounds so stupid, but it's true. Like big, I cannot believe I'm saying big game Bob Sala. Big game Bob Sala actually Sala. has this super young team believing they got that type of swagger. It's almost like Rex Ryan turned down a little bit. When Rex Ryan had those successful Jet teams in the start of the 2010 decade, it was veterans who had swagger. Now it's rookies who have swagger. And Robert, uh, Robert, big game, Bob Sala is leaning into that a little bit with Sauce Gardner walking off Lambeau Field with the cheese head on and everything awesome. else. That was awesome. And like now you got a little like a little like budding rivalry between Lazard and, and, and Sauce yeah. because Lazard smacks it off his head. I don't think Lazard finishes his career in Green Bay. Who knows where he ends up? If he ends up somewhere where they're seeing each other twice a year, oh, that could be fun. That could be, be really you don't good. forget that kind of stuff. Because he obviously was so mad he was willing to do it. And if you're Sauce Gardner, you laugh about it now, but you know somewhere he goes, I ever get a chance to D that dude up? He's screwed. I don't know if we can answer these questions right now because they're probably like a lot, I'll, I'll a lot yeah. of thought process here. Okay. Right. I don't need you mentioned think. the Patriot one. Yeah. As of this moment right now, are the Jets the second best team in the AFC East? 
they're creeping, but it's still the Pats. Okay. Of the AFC as a conference, would you consider the Jets a top five team in the AFC? Right now, if the playoffs started, they'd be the sixth team in the AFC. No, I They'd I play don't. Tennessee. I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, because he's still you, – you're behind You're behind the Bills. Oh, yeah. You know what, man? Right? You're behind close. the Bills. Bills, Chiefs are definites. Wow, it gets tough all of a sudden, right? I still put Baltimore ahead of me. The records are. And the Jets beat Baltimore. I put. Uh, right? They might be. I mean, I don't know what that says about the AFC, though. So if we're talking about oh. the Jets potentially as a top five team in the AFC. Six. Okay, so let's say they're six. We're not going to do power rankings. I hope to God we're not going to. But if they're somewhere between four and six, you would just think easy math would tell you, are the Jets a top 10 team in the NFL? I mean, if we're putting them between no, three can't. and six, they might be a top 10 team in the NFL. Those I, are tough I questions. Because if you're going to say that, that means you're going to tell me that in a Super Bowl playoff, one game elimination situation, you're taking the Jets over that other team. And there's, there's not – that would mean that I'm putting them over 20 teams, 20-plus teams? Not now. Not now. Like, okay, I, I'm with you on all your answers. I still feel like they need more. Like those two games coming up you mentioned, if they get to six and two, we have to stop wondering. Like it's happening at that point. We're still in this wonder phase for the Jets. They had some comebacks and some wins. They won with the backup quarterback. Flacco oh, had that right? Uh oh. What happened? I just looked at the power rankings. For ESPN. Yeah. And I'm guessing with your reaction. I would guess that the Jets are probably in the top 10 then with that reaction you just had. You are correct. Wow. Okay. So they were 16th last week. 10? 9. Ooh. Right above, right above your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. I don't want to jump off the Jets, but I feel like this is a perfect segue to jump to the Giants, though, because a lot of those questions we just asked, right? Second best team in the division. I think that's now a yes for New York because they just only trail Philadelphia. Oh, if we asked if the Giants are a top five team in the NFC, that's a yes because they're five and one. And if I asked if the Giants are a top 10 team in the NFL, I think all the questions we kind of just kind of went back and forth and felt like they were nose on for the Jets. Austin Dan's going to love this. They're all yeses for the Giants. They're a top five team in the NFC. They're the second best team in their division. If they're in a different division, they'd be number one. And if, if the Jets are, you said nine? Yeah. Oh, my God. What would the Giants be? Uh, okay, I just... I cannot believe I'm doing power rankings to set myself up. Well, just I mean, just I, part, I would just part I, of the, I'm doing I'm doing you a favor. It's part of the conversation. Yeah, We're not yeah, yeah. Go full power. I, I would just uh, just throwing these teams out there, no particular order, not doing the game. I would say the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Vikings did win. I think that's like the combination. But after those four, because that was a lot of the stuff from last week. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, finish. I'm trying to think of who would be five. Is New York? Do you? New York would not be five. Um. Oh, my God. Are they five? Are they five? Okay, I just want to point this out. The week we're not doing power rankings. Here is the ESPN power ranking. Number one, the Buffalo Bills. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. No Number way. three, the Kansas City <laughs> No way. Do not Number say the four, the Number five, the New York football Giants. Unbelievable. The week we don't do the power rankings, Goss hits the top five out of the park and misses the Jets by one. Unbelievable. <laughs> This is so – it's actually dumber. <laughs> it's dumber. It's dumber than I got him right. It's so <laughs> – oh, That is my favorite thing ever. You, the week we don't do it, you nail it. 
How can it be dumber? You gotta love it. You gotta love it. That's... I answered my own questions today. Finally, after years oh. of never helping me in any discussion. Okay. <laughs> you know what, Dan? Boston Dan, this one's for you. I will apologize to the Giants wow. and the preseason trashing. They are a far better team than I realized. That defense is tremendous. They are an awesome defense. You got half an apology. New York is good. New York is built to somehow win games with a good enough, oh God, a good enough offense. The offensive line's fantastic. Finally, you can say that. Andrew Thomas was take these stats for the nerds, what they are. Analytics was saying he was the best football player in September. Andrew Thomas. Not Mahomes, not Josh Allen, Andrew Thomas, which is b- bizarre. But good offensive line play, Barkley, good defense. They're a very good team. Now, for that second part you wanted an apology for about Daniel Jones, no. Honestly, I'm holding off honestly, on that Daniel Jones nonsense. Honestly, I got to be, be real with you. Guy who deserves an apology is probably David Gettleman. <laughs> Why? Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, all the guys he drafted that you thought were whiffs are are crushing it right now in the roles they've been asked to play. It was the coaches, not the GM, that was the problem. Ooh. <laughs> I would say two of those three are crushing it, but, man, the coach does scream out, doesn't it? Like McAdoo, Judge, whom I know there's another one I'm missing in between there for the Giants that was not good as well. Good God, man. Wow. Was Ryan Dable's that big of a Shermer, thank you. Uh, Brian Dayball is that big of a factor. Brian yeah. Dayball's, I mean, again, it's nice to have your GM and your and your head coach in lockstep. That that's we're seeing that that is so important in the modern NFL. However, Gettleman's players are playing very well <laughs> under under Brian Dayball. They just didn't play well under the the other three coaches. So, I mean, you know, if you want to go ahead and apologize. You got half. You got half. Giants fans, are you happy? You should apologize Lindsay to Gettleman. And, and Boston, Dan, anybody apologize else. Apologize to Gettleman. Not, not, not yet. I think not I, yet. I think you should apologize. Three out of 30s. You're shooting 10% from the field there. Just saying. A lot of other ones stunk. How about the, how about the Buffalo Bills? The oh, Bills get the win over the man. Chiefs. Late interception. Who had the cover there? You and I. Let's go. All right. We might have missed the Saints, but we nailed the Bills together. All right. I got two. I got two. I went two and two with my locks. Uh, yeah, the Saints screwed me. I should have should have jumped off that boat when I saw you get on it. Um, <laughs> it was it was a hard fought game though. I think the the Bills that's the kind of victory you needed to see from the Bills. I know there's a lot of fan accounts and everything just taking just wholesale shots at Colin Cowherd, calling him a clown and everything because he said Josh Allen's never had never won that kind of game and this that all these other things. That was the kind of game that. You need to be able to bounce back, short memory, all those things that, you know, it's easy to say. It's way harder to do. When things are rolling, nobody's going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Things were not rolling. They were they they had many many opportunities to give that game to Kansas City and you know lay down. And the teams that Kansas City beat in the playoffs the last two years would have got their asses whipped in this game. That's a big win for the Bills. They won an ugly game. That, they needed that. Yep, that last drive by Josh Allen where he's leaping over guys. A quarterback oh leaping over defensive players. There are still moments. Hopefully, this is the last time I have to do it. But I, I, my first reaction watching Josh Allen leap over guys, I thought. So other teams You're thought, boner, right? <laughs> so other teams thought Josh <laughs> Rosen could do that, huh? 
Well, they thought Sam Darnold could do that. Different guys, different guys. Baker Mayfield, they thought could do different that. Different huh? guys. They weren't expecting the same, the same thing. I know teams him. thought Lamar Jackson could because they watched him do it against Syracuse. So I know that yeah. was possible. But yeah. that play and everything Josh Allen did, incredible. And Jordan Poyer, even though Josh Allen might be the star to get all the highlights, the fact that story comes out that his ribs are so hurt that he can't fly with the team, so he gets in yeah. a car and goes 15 hours to still play in the yep. game. Yeah. Amazing for Buffalo. They need, like you said, they needed that win. It was great for the fan base. It puts Buffalo right there, silences the Colin Cowherds, the Nick Wrights, everybody else out in Kansas City of who's the top team in the AFC. Buffalo did that. That was a great win for the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's uh this might be the the best, at least story-wise, the best three New York teams I can remember. Because there's been times where you knew the Jets were good. You knew the Giants were You knew the Bills were good. We went into this year knowing the Bills were good and hoping to see something cool out of the Jets, but expecting the Giants to just, you know, evaluate talent on their way to next year. And all three teams are in the top ten of the power rankings. All three teams, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. And all three teams have a chance to keep playing in the postseason. Ooh, let me let me push you on that second statement you had. We'll bring back an old, oldie but goodie from Levac and Gaz. Only one of these, though. Really Mirage. Okay. All three New York teams are playoff teams. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mirage. Okay. Uh, but it's the only reason I'm saying Mirage is I don't I think the Giants schedule is too hard, and I think both Dallas and Philadelphia will be in the postseason. And I don't think the NFC East is good enough to have three teams in. That's a really good answer. That's basically what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say that Dallas is better. After uh, I said it? Dak of course Pres you would say it after I said it. Da Dallas has already beat them with Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. You would think at one point, even though the Jets beat Green Bay, that somebody can figure it out. Is it going to come out of the NFC West? Is, is Seattle going to actually hurt teams' chances in that division to come out? It's much more difficult for me to say real right now. However, that is a perfect a perfect Monday mirage that we used to do because just like the desert, right? Like you're too far away right now. It seems like it's not real, but by the end of this month, if New York, the jets are six and two and the giants whose schedule is, I know you mentioned there are some tougher games. There definitely are. There's also a stretch they got coming up here where they got four cupcake teams. And then they still got two games left with Washington. So Pinpoint those games. And by the way, aren't the Giants, I believe somebody's a dog this week to the Jags already, a three-point underdog to Jacksonville coming yeah, up. Giants. That is the at Giants. Yep. So, so that's, the, that's the kind of game where they're begging you to take the Giants. Yeah. I'm going to take the Jags on that. Mm -hmm. And again, Giants fan, please send all hate mail to guys at GodzillaMedia.com. <laughs> um, I I just I follow the betting. Like I, I like watching Jacksonville play. I think I, they got. I think they got screwed this week. By the way, um, but when the when the line is set like that, where the Giants are playing the way they're playing, they just take down Green Bay, and you're you're an underdog. That's not good. That's not good. No, it's not. It's not. It's not good. Uh, you, we've mentioned a few other games. I think we've let's, we've yeah, let's, get, let's get back. Can we do our job? The not so rapid recap. By the way, Corey from Greenwich. Hi guys. There you go. He's here. Thanks, Corey. 
We're up to we're up to six total people watching this crap Thanks. live. Ron Techie's Fire and Water Restorations Facebook page, Godzilla Media's YouTube, Gaza's Twitter, and of course, you can listen to us later anywhere you get your podcast. That's right. If you get your podcast from a paper bag and a weird person on the corner who wears a trench coat, you can find us there as well. So like, subscribe, and set the notifications so you always know where we are because we're early today because guys likes to move us around. Woo! Let's start with my Buccaneers after punishing everyone under your Buccan hat. 20 to 18. Cam, I see your comment. Take the L, guys. Goodness gracious. What a terrible performance. What a meltdown. By my Buccaneers, man. What a meltdown. I, I know Tom Brady is probably the first person people are going to point to, and Brady does deserve some criticism when he's screaming at his teammates, even though he didn't go to Wednesday's practice, mm -hmm. decided to go to a wedding on Friday for Robert Kraft, mm -hmm. then didn't go to the team Saturday and traveled to his own private jet to the game. Mm-hmm. He did drive the team down the field to tie the game and didn't get the two-point conversion. So there is a little – he also was Tom Brady. But Tampa's just old, man. Like them in Green Bay. I know we talk about the Packers. We'll do them next. But it feels like the same team right now. No offensive line. The impact players don't step up like they used to. And good move by Pittsburgh going back to Trubisky, who we come to find out the local reports from Pittsburgh said the real reason he was benched is because him and Deontay Johnson got in an argument in the locker room at halftime of an earlier game this season, and that's why he went to the bench, not because of careful, performance. Careful arguing with your team. Um, you have to move. The, the question becomes, Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask, who would you rather have as your quarterback when Brady retires again in two to three weeks? Ugh, I'll take Kyle Trask. There you go. Because I don't think, think Brady's going to finish the year. I don't think he, because why would he? What is it? He's pissed. He wants to retire so bad. He didn't, he didn't want to come back. No, he didn't. He came back because he thought it was the only way he was going to get away from Giselle, and now she left. Can you imagine getting away from Giselle? He thought Bruce Arians might unretire. Really, that's a slow motion Baywatch run. I really do. I think Brady's like, Gronk, come on. Man. Do you think he even calls Gronk? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm already out. Yeah, Gronk called him. He's like, yo, Brady, let's go. I'm ready to go. No, dude, pull the boat up. <laughs> pull the boat up. I'm getting on the boat. I'm, not, I'm coming with you. We already mentioned the Packers. They played the Jets, of course. We just, yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, whatever's happening in Tampa Bay, same thing. Bad offensive line play, old quarterback who might be overpaid. Wide receivers are uh, they are way far younger on Green Bay, but it's very similar teams right now. So we'll move on to the Falcons taking on the 49ers, one of the surprises of the weekend. 28-14 winners. San Francisco plays in the NFC title game last season. All of a sudden, Atlanta, 3-3. Three and three. Could be easily 4-2 and two if they got a chance against Tampa last week. And the only team for our fans over at DraftKings that is and 6-0 against the spread this That's season. Insane. That's insane. And it's, you, know, you know what makes me mad is how many times do I go, dude, Atlanta's on their way. They got something figured out. They're going to be good. They're gonna, whatever. And, and like, I still – I barely bet them. I like, I, I like them enough to avoid betting against them, but not enough to bet them. And they haven't, they haven't lost against the spread all season. There are two offensive impact players that would stand out not named Cordero Patterson, who's still on the IR, would be Kyle Pitts and Drake London, the first-round pick out of USC. And, of course, Kyle, they're, sound, they sound like made-up names. Kyle like Pitts it sound, They London. sound like the names that you would make up for the team you were trying to beat in, a, in, a, like, a, in like the replacements, too. Right. Like, uh, what, how do you feel about Pitts and London? Oh, they're real dickheads. Like, like whatever. Like, <laughs> they just sound like the bad guys. And they're not playing that great. It's been Atlanta's defense, Grady Jarrett, who really hurt Tom Brady both physically and emotionally on that roughing the passer call. Atlanta's defense, I keep comparing it to the Georgia Bulldogs, but it's so similar. Just nothing but speed. Nobody's got positions on Atlanta. The safety can play linebacker. The linebacker can play defensive end. Art the fart smith. 
making it work mm-hmm. for the Falcons. And they're just like his dad, he delivers. Nice. Dad I thought you were going for a fist bump, and then it was. Well, I'll take both. No, I'll, it's take too both. Late now. I'll take both. I'll take both. Well, yeah. No, 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 why are you doing it like that? Patriots 38, Browns 15. Bailey Zappi, a.k.a. Zappé on this show. Don't worry. Okay. New England Sports Talk's already asking, is Mac Jones's job in jeopardy after the performance by the rookie third rounder from Western Kentucky? I know put a little sarcasm on that statement, but uh, should we actually talk about Mac Jones's job security? Because it is Bill Belichick. Why, why would he have any? Like, I heard this statement the other day, and I don't remember. It might have been Colin Cowherd who said it. Why would why would Mac Jones have job security? What like what has he done? Is is you know he's had a couple games, whatever. I think the biggest difference between Mac Jones and and Mr. Zappé, Bailey Zappé, is that Zappy Zapp doesn't think he's a superstar. Here's the game plan. Go execute the game plan. Okay, what do you want me to do here? Don't force it. What did Rex Ryan used to say? He had a, he had a red light, yellow light, green light situation for his quarterbacks. So green light is if you're trailing by X, if you're doing this, red, yellow is here, whatever, but forcing the ball and stuff like that. Billy Zappi, he's got a strong arm. He's mobile in the pocket. He executes the game plan. Meanwhile, Mac Jones is forcing it, turning the ball over. He's getting hit because he holds on to the ball too long. Like, he probably – the only way Mac Jones gets this job back is if what we're not seeing behind the scenes is Mac Jones going – to you know whoever the offensive coordinator is i i think it's robert Kraft's new wife i don't know <laughs> joe judge matt patricia yeah, steve belichick right, somebody right. right and saying i'm really happy this happened because i can see what i was doing wrong and boom 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 that's the only way because i think he thinks he's entitled to this job because he's a first round pick and there you go right if you said first rounder versus third rounder most franchises able to take the first rounder if you said this though We've got an NCAA record-setting quarterback versus a guy who played one season and was a third stringer for most of his career. You'd say, wait, what? Oh, Bailey Zappi is the record-setting quarterback from Western Kentucky, and the other guy sat on the bench at Alabama? Oh, that's that's kind of strange. Okay, but I brought up the Belichick thing because we have examples of it. You know, Drew Bledsoe was the number one overall pick before Tom Brady came in, and, and Belichick rolled with Brady. Cam Newton was an MVP quarterback. They signed Cam Newton. He turned to Mac Jones. I'm sure, and maybe an older listener or watcher will know the example of Cleveland, where Belichick, I'm sure, set a quarterback in Cleveland for a younger quarterback. He rolls with who wins. And who's going to tell Belichick he can't? You know, he is the GM. You mentioned the offense coordinator. Belichick's making that call. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if you're a first-rounder, third-rounder. He doesn't care what Kuyper and McShay think. He's putting the best guy out there. Right now, 74% completion percentage, the best in the NFL. Yeah, he'll roll with Zappy if he needs to. Since we're not 100% sure how the weekend show is going to happen yet, because I'm going to be in Columbus, I'm going to go ahead and take the Monday Night Football lock of whatever the spread is, Patriots over Bears. Oh, Whatever the spread. I don't even, like, is it out? Yeah, I don't even know if it's out. If it's out, like, whatever the spread is, Patriots over Bears. I've got Belichick, seven and a half points. Fine. Good. I'll do it. I've got Belichick against Justin don't call me Mrs. Fields. And who? What's it? Eberflus. 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 Which I I think, I think roughly translates. It, I think it's Dutch for dim-witted dead mouse. I think is what it's. No, that's. Accurate. I think that's what it's. I think that's what it means. It's at least I know dim-witted's in there, oh, and okay. I'm almost positive. But like, how do I not take them? Think about this, right? We're talking about the future of all these teams and what they're going to do and and how they're going to be. I've got I've got the arguably the best coach team in football. 
guys executing the way they're supposed to execute everything they're doing, going against the Bears, the Jets, the Colts, and the Jets before they see the Vikings. That's nice for New England. That's real nice. New England's right in this thing again, just when you just when you think they're out. Now, after that, at Vikings, home for Bills, at Cardinals, at Raiders, who knows what that means, um, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills to end the season. So they need to win those games. But, you know, you mentioned those four games, those first four. When's yeah. Zappi coming off the field? If he plays good in those four Why? games, Belichick's Why not taking him off the field. right? He comes off the field if he gets hurt or starts playing like crap. Yeah. I, I think he's, it's his job to lose at this point. Colts 34, Jags 27. A, a strange game here with two running backs down for Indianapolis. Matt Ryan played really well. Indianapolis comes from behind and wins. It felt different when Phillip Rivers was always getting yelled at by Scott Hansen on red zone. Tough loss for the Jags there. This felt like one they really needed to kind of lay claim to the top of the division. Instead, Indy found something somehow, some way to find a victory in this one. Yeah, um, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with, with, with how that went down. Matt Ryan all of a sudden looked like Matty Ice. You know, it, it was one of those things where it was clicking, you know, it happened late, but there was also some really crappy calls. Um, it was, it was, a, it was not a pretty, pretty game, but they were the better of the two teams. And um, it was one of the ones I got wrong on the day. I, the Jags are so close though. You yep. can see it. Like if you, if, if you told me I have to pick one of these teams, like who's going to finish stronger, I'm probably taking the Jags. ATN had a good game, which we hadn't seen yet. You know, we'd seen a little, some, some, some flashes of how that was going to work out. But we've seen Doug Peterson use that kind of running back very, very well. So I, I think the Jags are still on their way. But good, good win. It was a, it was a, it wasn't a must win, but it was definitely a have to win for the Colts, and they got it. Fan base needed that one too. We just talked about fan bases earlier. Indy was ready to continue to throw stuff at Frank. Right, good win there for Indy. Vikings twenty-four, Dolphins sixteen. This score doesn't reflect how much Minnesota really dominated the game. Miami can deal with injuries. Tua was out. Teddy Bridgewater came in because Skyler Thompson got hurt. Yeah. Twitter, it started to suggest that Thomas Morstead, the pride of SMU, Byron Hunt, I'm sure, was watching it somewhere. We thought, Hell, mate. We thought a punter might have to go in at quarterback for Miami. Minnesota's really good, but they benefited from the, at least in my take, they benefited from the constant injuries for the Dolphins. Yeah, and the thing is, um, if if Skylar Thompson never left that game, it would have been really, really ugly. Minnesota looked bored. <laughs> like they just looked like they knew they had this game. They knew they put in just the amount of effort they needed to, to win the game, which I don't love smash the teams you can smash, but uh, the, the dolphins, the injuries. And I think the league is kind of, you know, look, new kid, smart guy at the head coach. And he was doing some things. We'll see what happens when two is healthy. He's supposed to be back this week. But uh, I, I think you're going to see the Dolphins look like a very average football team the rest of the year. Dalvin Cook looks healthy. And we're talking about health, right? And there's so much talk about who the best running backs are with injuries. Cook looked really good, especially yeah. later in that game. Dalvin Cook's like, I don't, maybe you forgot who I am. Different or, numbers, yeah. still pretty good. Right. This one hurt, man. They were winning Stung the entire game. Bengals 30, Saints 26. Jamar Chase takes over, but it's more missed tackles than a Chase takeover. This should have been New Orleans game. We both had the Saints as a lock. This is one of these heartbreaking bets where you're right the entire time until you're wrong at the end. Yep, right until you're wrong. That that's uh, that that's pretty much sums up that game. Um, you know, for for me, what uh, what to, just it, to have the have the Bengals win by more than three, which is rarely happens, <laughs> really sucked. 
could have at least got the push out of that. But um, no, the Saints, uh, the Saints are a weird team to figure out. Like Dennis Allen, you know, you you almost have to discount his his terrible record with the Raiders until you see him take this Saints team that has a plus defense, good wide receiver weapons, even though they're hurt. But you had Alvin Kamara in that game, which makes up for a lot of that. You've got the pieces you need, you, the bench, you know, the the uh, blueprints, if you will, the bench drawings or whatever were of how to use Taysom Hill were left for you by Sean Payton. And uh, and you lost to a, a Bengals team that you had on the ropes. Yeah, that hurt when Taysom Hill sometimes was on somebody's bench in fantasy, then you start him this week, and then he doesn't put up 30. Can you let me know in advance whether or not you're going to use him? Like, if he's <laughs> on your bench, I'm going to bet him as an anytime, t- anytime okay. touchdown. <laughs> just start Yeah, just go back. Back off. Yep, Rams, Rams 24, Panthers 10. Another one. This was one of my locks. I missed Carolina. Came out strong early. They had the lead at halftime. They were only down seven going into the fourth quarter. It felt like for a Panther fan, it was all about Matt Rule. And then you realized maybe our entire team just stinks. Like maybe the whole thing is just like P.J. Walker had less than 100 yards passing going into the third quarter. Well, P.J. Walker is is what he is. He's a USFL quarterback, right? I mean, or XFL. He was USFL, right? But um, both for all we know. You know, it's that's a lot of turmoil for a team to go through. Uh, Ryan McCarthy, when we we're talking about teams, he said, "Don't forget about the Rams looking older than they are. Their defense is saving their season, and that, and that's like okay. If defense is going to save the season, let let's do it. There's definitely issues with the Rams personnel to the point where they're even benching Cam Akers, saying we think he deserves a fresh start somewhere else. Um, you you know that they need pieces." But I hear most people say that piece is like an OBJ or another wide receiver. It is their running game. It's their offensive line. Um, what's the guy's name? The, the Whitworth? Yeah, that guy, the Whitworth Candies. Um, he he is <laughs> worth his original. He is the he was the glue that held that line together. And now there's they don't have that, and you can see it. There's a lot wrong, but they're still a really, really good team. And good enough that uh, Robbie Anderson's now a member of the Cardinals. Like, how does that work with Wilkes, by the way? <laughs> just like, threw him off the team. Well, like, what I'm saying, like, he gets in an argument with the wide receiver coach, uh, Robbie Anderson. And by the way, Robbie Anderson's hair is, and I get it, you're a white guy, you don't understand LeVac, blah, blah, blah. That's just, that just, when that helmet comes off and you just see that pop out, you're just like, huh. Like, like I would have guessed that was under there. That's- Do you remember this? I don't think we've ever brought this up before. Was it you and me? I could have sworn it was you and Armin. When Robbie Anderson was first, his first year with the Jets, we got him live on the air out of the shower. Was it you and I? And the same thing. Uh, it was like oh, 515. We got Robbie Anderson live yeah. for three-minute interview. Yeah. And it might like, be a top five worst like, interview you've ever done. So, like, we do, if you're watching on Techies, Fire and Water Restorations Facebook or Godzilla's YouTube, um, like, we have little hand th- signals we do for each other. So, like, like, when Gaz is done, he'll give me, like, a rap. Like, he'll just do this under the table. He'll just swirl his finger. And then I'll like, I'll go, no, I got more, or I'll go, yeah, me too. Um, a lot of times when guys will rap, I'll look over, I'll be like, dude, I got like six more things I want to say to this guy. So I'll just be like, good, I got it, let me go. And it's cool. And then if guys thinks of something, he'll put his hand up, he'll like wave like he wants back in. Robbie Anderson, I think it was like three seconds. I think when he sat down, we both started doing the swirling figure. <laughs> get out, get out. And, and, just, and then, like, dude, there's guys who are built for that, and there's guys who aren't. And that, you know, there's it, it is like we've seen it all, but Robbie. Robbie Anderson is a different kind of dude, but I've I've heard people have talked to him since I've heard him on other shows as he's as he's matured and become more comfortable. That was his rookie year, 
and he's you know he at least he gets his point across now. It's still not nobody's nobody's beating on the door to get like a weekly Robbie Anderson segment, but like I mean that was that to to be kicked off the field and to be traded the next day like instantly was uh, was impressive. It's something I haven't seen before, and I will point out. Wilkes wanted him gone so bad, he sent him to the team that fired him after one year. <laughs> he sent him to the cards. That's how bad he wanted him out. Somewhere DJ Moore's like, is that all it takes? Is that all Dude, it takes? Can you trade right me? DJ Moore's over there going to Wilkes like, yeah, man, I, I can't believe the Giants said that about your mother. You know, like, whatever. Like, it's like uh, Ted, right? The movie Ted where he keeps insulting his boss. Right, he's yeah. DJ, I, you're getting like, the ball more this I'll week. Like cut of your jib. 19 to 9. Speaking about Steve Wilkes' former team, the Cardinals lose to the Seahawks. We nailed this preview, if yeah. that means anything. We both said Kenneth Walker the third had to be the key. Seattle's slowly getting better. Better defense, too. I know like the offense has been talked about with Geno Smith and the injuries, DK Metcalf, but a really good performance by Seattle in that division matchup. There's a handful of teams this year that like you could have a conversation about the coaching staff and just like you knew you, you knew Belichick and you knew Pete Carroll were good good coaches, right? Like like great coaches but Pete Carroll you hadn't really seen it with Russell Wilson it was almost like one of those things where it's like he got comfortable letting Russ cook and it, and it hurt him he doesn't have that problem and this is one of the best coach teams I've ever seen you got the the new corner who's doing the exact same things that Richard Sherman did his rookie the stats they showed on Fox yeah. there graphic to graphic yeah yep. and I mean just it, it is it is fun to watch so like so like right now what is it Patriots Giants and and um the Seahawks like the best coaching jobs I think I've seen in a very very long time. Yeah, if it wasn't for Brian Dayball, Pete Carroll would be the runaway winner for coach of the year. And if Pete Carroll retires at the end of this year, maybe that helps his Hall of Fame candidacy. You know, we just mentioned Whitworth. You could argue he was a borderline guy, even though he played right. for so long. But the <laughs> fact that he won Man of the Year, the Super Bowl, and his offensive line stinks when he left, probably put him in the Hall of Fame. Pete Carroll can say, "I got Geno Smith a winning record. Put me in right. the Hall of Fame well, too." And, and and listen, the only reason I would put Dayball ahead of of any of these guys right now is the second half adjustments. The Giants team in the second half is light years ahead of where they are in the first half. He sees him and his staff. I don't know who, I don't know if they have a leprechaun in, the, in there, like, like they, you know, or whatever, or a genie or whatever. They slap the hell out of a unicorn and it craps out the answers. I don't know. But the second half of every game, you watch the Giants come out and whatever little thing the other team was doing to keep it from, from going the Giants' way, they've negated it. So that's that's awesome to watch. NFC East teams got our two primetime games of the week. The Eagles 26, the Cowboys 17. Cooper Rush, not very good. Yeah, the Eagles, very good. Yeah. You know, Cooper Rush is a backup. And there's I was thinking about this because I thought to myself, I was like, man, the Eagles are really good. Jalen Hurts better stay healthy. And I was like, which which starting quarterback isn't that the case? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I was I thought about it, I was like, okay, like almost arguing with myself. Like, like literally one of those situations where I'm sitting there going, all right, Jeff, why, why is Jalen Hurts can't get hurt more than whatever? And I thought about it, and I think the reason I, I look at him that way is because of that option, because of the way they use him. He, he's got, like, the, there is Lamar Jackson. There is, there is Josh Allen. There's these physical running quarterbacks. He's a physical running quarterback. And I don't know. If like like you look at the Cowboys, Cooper Rush is not Dak Prescott, but he was good enough to keep you afloat while he was gone. I don't know anybody who's going to be able to come in like like I, I love me some Gardner Minshew. I remember Ian Book, you know, from college where he was decent. Neither one of them is able to run this offense. 
not even a shadow of this offense. So if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, if um, it, it, the I was listening to um, Solomon Wilcox this morning on uh, on NFL Radio, and he goes, he was so mad at Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff because you didn't you hurt Micah Parsons in this game. He's like, somebody should have pulled him aside and said, Micah, you know that that quarterback that's that's a running back in this game. Run to the mesh point. Don't judge. Don't guess. Hit the quarterback every single play and hit him like a running back every single play. Reckless abandon. And that's, you know, you got to attack the mesh point. We see that the college coaches know that. Clearly, Dan Quinn has, is so far removed from college. He didn't know. How, you've got the one heat-seeking missile on the field that could get to that mesh point while it's happening for the run-pass run option and destroy it, and he didn't do it. They didn't block Micah Parsons. The best player on the Cowboys defense, the best player on the roster, maybe the best player on defense in the league right now. They schemed him. They out-schemed him and, 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 and negated him in the game, and the Cowboys never made the adjustment they needed to make. Otherwise, I would have got another lock. Right? It, it, would have, it wasn't too long ago where Eagle fan was pissed that they took hurt so high in the draft because they thought it hurt Carson Wentz's feelings, and it wasn't – laughable now to even compare Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts on the field. And you talked about scheme there. about well, even worse, I think the locker room. Yeah. I don't think, like, Jalen Hurts is a leader. That team loves him. Carson Sir, Wentz is a douche. Sirianni will do things on third and short and fourth and short. He'll do, like, this, uh, what I call it, like a schoolhouse formation where it's, like, the fullbacks next to the quarterback and somebody's, and they just fall forward. Like a yeah. 1920s elite Corso leather yeah. helmet play. <laughs> scheme. That's exactly right. Working towards, so many coaches have an ego that these are the plays I'm going to run, these work. No, no, Sirian is like, what works for Jalen Hurts? And it's been working right. for the Eagles. Well, it's uh, systems. I, we have, we have um, systems, and we have, we have systems. Talk about, like, the guy like, who, terrible first impression, but obviously knows what he's doing. He's in that, like, if, if the talent was better on the Giants, the Seahawks, and, and the Patriots, Sirian is up there for the coach of the year, too. For sure. But he's got the most talent of those teams. We talked a lot about offense throughout this and how it can work. Someone can please call Denver and let them know they're allowed to actually score points. Mm. They push it to overtime. We get more Denver Bronco extended football in prime time and standalone games. The Chargers take them out with a field goal at the end, 19-16. to 16. Of all those games we've just talked about, usually we joke around and say, oh, we saved the best for last. This actually probably was the worst for last. At times, still Denver, and you've said this since August, unwatchable how bad this team is, and they still stick around in games. Well, you know, so here's, here's the question. What's more upsetting, how bad Denver is or how overrated the Chargers are? Because that's what we went into, and that's why I took the, I took the Broncos in this game, plus four and a half. It's a lock, paid off. I went two and two on my locks, and this one was easy to me. And it was funny because it's one of those ones where, you know, Mike Corda from Tech East and, and the Empire and Matt Woods – you know, from from the Empire and Tech East, like, they we're all texting each other, and they're all like, they're like, Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. I'm like, guys, no, this one is the Broncos, and it's and like, what the hell do you see in the Broncos? I see a defense that's solid, and I see a, a Chargers team that's overrated, and I think that they can ugly this game up on them, and I think I see two coaching staffs that just shoot themselves in the foot, like just like I, I, they must have like when when they hear shotgun. They must win because they must assume they're going to shoot themselves in the foot with the shotgun, the pistol, <laughs> shooting the foot. These are the, these like I'm sure they're intelligent people on some level. Like I don't, Buddy Hackett might get on Jeopardy and, and house shit, but like he he is not a head coach in the NFL. And on top of that, 
you know, what's his name there? Uh, the guy for the Chargers. He's Brandon crap. Staley. Brandon yeah. Staley. I keep want to call him Deuce Staley, which is why I think I'm wrong. You probably should have had coaching job too, though. But he, but he's like, I almost feel like he's the guy who should be sitting behind a smart head coach going, the paper says we should do this. And then the smart head coach goes, yeah, let's do that this time. Or no, because they've done this to us all game. We're not going to do that. He lives and dies by the paper, by the by the analytics. And he's and he spends a lot more time dying at it than living at it. There's nothing I saw in that game that makes me think either one of these teams are playoff worthy. Can we get Seth Wickersham or a really smart sport, uh, Wright Thompson? I need a long-form piece on Russell Wilson. I want someone to break the whole thing down from Seattle to Sierra to Mr. Unlimited to Let's Rock. <laughs> I need a long-form on this guy about his life and what's going on because I'm, I'm still oh, twisted yeah. about what to think about Russell Wilson. He's broken. He's broke. One other thing that's blowing my mind, I just triple checked. I wanted to make sure I got this right because the stat blows me away. Denver is two and four. Yes. They have played six games. That math adds up. Two plus four is six. That defense has only allowed six touchdowns. Yeah. To, what? You are two and four and your defense allows a touchdown a game? Isn't most of the didn't most of those come from the Raiders? And most of them came in the Raiders at 23 because they had two in that game and a bunch of field goals. But yeah, the Raiders won, yeah, 30 32 23. Yeah. Six touchdowns in six games. A defense, you should be winning games by double digits. You should be six and oh if your defense is playing that well. Um, and Tommy Gross just pointed out Chargers won the game with a kicker dealing with a hamstring injury. I'm gonna say it. Milk it much, dude. Like <laughs> Like I, I'm sorry, man. Like he, he, if he didn't have to have that leg amputated by the end of the game, he was faking it. Soccer style. Oh about my here. god! It was, it was so, like, like every time he would get over to the practice net to kick, he would do like he would he'd be lining up like he's gonna. It was it Jake? Is it Scott? Is that the guy named? For a long him? time, it was Josh Lambo used to be the kicker for the Chargers. I think it's. I, I don't even know what his name is. No, Dustin Hopkins. Oh, yeah, That's he's been around name. the league, yeah. So he he is he's lining up like he's gonna kick and, he's, and then like he'll look over and see the camera, he'll stop. Be like, ah. oh every kick he falls down afterwards. It was just like I'm like, dude, come on. Like you he was again, if he has two legs today, he was faking it. If if he has two legs, he was faking it. That was so bad, so bad. Um, another uh, another comment from uh, from Bill Herbert said never threw downfield. Wilson is a mystery. Herbert couldn't throw downfield. The offensive line was destroyed, and there were Denver Broncos in his face at, at one and a half seconds of every snap. I'd like to point out this is not a shot at our soon to be mentioned sponsor here, but I would like to point out that Herbert had thrown a touchdown pass in 26 of 27 games in his career. And last night, our friends over at DraftKings had a boost yep. that if Justin Herbert threw a touchdown, you'd win the bet. Which just goes to show you they know what they're doing. Exactly right. He didn't because we, yeah, because I was like, that's an easy one. That's a, you know that should be a that should be a straight 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 cash, homie. No, we've got other ways for you to cash though because NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back tonight, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where we go to bet on the NBA, whether it's the Knicks and the Nets who we're about to preview. 
That's right. Whether it's the Lakers, the Warriors, whoever you want, whether it's those big time matchups, whether it's those player props, whatever you want to see happen, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered this basketball season. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code 518 and 518. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code 518. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Show enough. Um, I, I'm I gotta be honest, man. I was in I was so like I don't want to say like into, but I was so impressed with the way the Knicks were handling the preseason. I felt like it was already regular season. I didn't realize the production was good on that, right? Yeah. I thought, <laughs> I'm sitting there watching the Knicks kind of like, you know, look like an NBA team. I'm getting excited, like whatever. And I think I allowed myself to believe that like those games like mattered. I think that's what happened. Cause like I was watching, like I, I got watched a little bit here, a little bit there. And it just didn't, you know, and then I, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. They Philly, scored over a hundred points every game. Philly takes on Boston tonight. The Lakers take on the Warriors. The NBA early vibe is always weird. I am intrigued by the Nets, though. Now with Ben Simmons somewhere, our guy Tom Kirk. He's just dealing. Zion Williamson and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, both scheduled. No, Simmons. He, Simmons. He likes something different. He does like do that. Yeah. Uh, the NBA season, you should wager on it. Okay. DraftKings, promo code 518. All that stuff is good. My fear, besides the storyline of LeBron James potentially becoming the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA, which is pretty cool to see that happen for LeBron, is I hope it's not a race to the bottom this year. Have you heard about the prospect, the big seven-foot-five Frenchman yet, Victor no. Wembezanya? Wait till you no. see this kid. Seven-foot-five. He's about six inches taller than the Greek freak. They are calling him the greatest prospect ever, maybe in any sport in our lifetime. This is a video game movie, seven-foot-five player. And remember, the lottery is no longer weighted. So everybody has the same odds if you get to the – they think this Victor Webazania, and I'm tossing another Z instead of an S in there, could be the greatest prospect ever. So people like the Jazz and the Magic and the Thunder, it's potentially a race to the bottom. And Adrian Wojnarowski, getting a lot of long names here in this NBA preview, mentioned that that's potentially what the season could look like. I hope not. I hope we get really good players and some awesome action, and the New York teams are competitive. But my fear is that this could be a race to the bottom season this year, going after what could be the greatest prospect ever. And I feel uh, like that's not the first time we've said that. Like Zion was supposed to be, Ben Simmons was supposed to be, LeBron actually was. Honestly, there's there's the the greatest prospect ever is Steve Ho You Fat. <laughs> Did he make a roster? I hope he I did. Is he so. in the G League? I don't think. I Whatever think it's called the, now, the Z League. League. I think he's in the G League. All right. I think he's in the G League. He's 34. That sucks. I was hoping he, I was hoping he was going to be. I think he's uh he's he's playing for the Metropolitans 92. Steve <laughs> Ho You Fat. His last name is H O space Y O U space F A T. Steve Ho You Fat. He's French too, by the way. We got to get the jersey. So it's, I'm sorry, Steve, how you fat? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, I uh, man, I just. Uh, Are you optimistic about the Knicks or the Nets? This I'm always, season? yeah, the Knicks look great. Undefeated right now. I Never lost. Never lost. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I think the Knicks, the, the problem with the Knicks are, as they are constructed, they are not a championship roster. As they are constructed, they are probably not a, you know, Eastern Conference final roster. Uh, so 
what do you add? I think they're a playoff roster. I think they can make the postseason this year. I think they have enough young talent that they can go out there and get it done. Be in, you know, play some bonus hoops. I do too. I think the Knicks are in a better spot this year than they were last year. No, they're year. still at MSG. They're still at Madison Square Garden. They feel more like a top 10 team this year. And it's weird to say top 10 because it used to be eight for so long in the NBA playoffs. I could see New York with looking at the Eastern Conference getting back to the postseason this year. It makes a little bit more sense. Uh, the Nets, I, I hated them so much last year, but man, Durant deciding to stay in Brooklyn. Kyrie, when he decides to go on the court, I, nope, nope, nope. I bit my lip. You actually saw it on the visual side. I almost said, wow, with a pissed off Ben Simmons, he might be really good. I'm not doing guys, that. I'm not doing that. Guys, mm. do not bite your lip for the visual side. All the ladies out there are flooding floors over that. <laughs> you got to be careful. Hey. Ryan McCarthy is in his car headed to Tech East Fire and Water Restoration right now. <laughs> He's Ryan McCarthy. Uh, sadly, Stephen Ho You Fat jersey not available on Fanatics. Come on, Michael well, Rubin, you can make it. it out. You can make it. Figure can it you out. just make it? You just have a name. I want to make up a team and then put Ho You Fat on the back. Like, I want to make up a team like the Smelly <laughs> Pirate Hookers, like Drew Logo. What about the Albany Empire basketball team? Just expand the brand, make some um, sports history. You have two franchises, yeah, two sports. Get a little touch and go when you talk about the Albany Empire outside of football. Oh, okay. Because there is an Albany Empire team besides the football team locally. It is a uh, it's a gay soccer t- club. I did not know that. It's I, think I forgot. I forgot it's about that. <laughs> and uh, and 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 dudes can ball. Oh, right. and dudes ball. You know what I'm saying? What's up? They have fun. You ever go to their website, man? They, no. they, like from parades and stuff back before COVID. Those boys got after it. They had some fun. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at them. You know, Boston's the best Taste team in the, the rainbow, as they say. Boston's the best team in the East. What about the West? Nah, the 76ers. Okay, know. Joel Embiid. All right. I don't. Uh, who do I want to take I in the West? I, I gotta be honest with you. Though. You look at that Knicks roster. <clears throat> we actually have three point guards this year <laughs> that could play in the NBA: Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, and Derrick Rose. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know, Evan, Evan Fournier needs uh, Grimes needs to get healthy as far as the uh, you know the shooting guard. RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, and then if we get rid of Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish, Mitchell Robinson, it's a fun little team. Pretty good, fun team, fun team right there. Fun. I, I, I'm not switching the graph. You know what? I will switch the graphic because no, I, you I like the question Bill just asked us for Q and A and the day because that's kind of set me up here. NBA champions this year. Your picks for the NBA Ooh. champs. I will go first because I kind of teased the Boston thing. Just looking at rosters right now, I would pick the Celtics to win the championship this year. That is my pick here on an abbreviated NBA preview. I did that last year. It didn't work out. You did. You got a few wins away, though. You got pretty close. I am so tempted to take Denver in the West. Jamal Murray comes back, and I'm pre- here's my hot, hot take for the NBA this year. Draymond Green does not finish the season as a warrior. Draymond Green will get traded from Golden State because that situation with him and Poole, Golden State decided, okay, we're going to pay Steph Curry. We're going to pay Clay Thompson. We're going to pay Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole is younger. He's not better, but he's younger than Draymond Green. So you're telling me you're going to give four guys $100 million contracts? Now, there's a luxury tax in the NBA, sort of like baseball, where the owners have to pay for it if you go over the cap. So what are they going to pay in the Warriors? $80 million? bucks, $100 million bucks. That's with those four, not with Draymond. And Draymond's the guy who punched Poole in the face. Ooh. They might think Draymond's done. They might not like the podcast stuff. Coward gets a third mention on the show today. That's my hot take. Give me the Celtics and the Nuggets 
Celtics win the championship and Draymond Green, my hot take. It's traded and LeBron breaks the scoring record. There you go, Bill. There's some hot NBA takes for you. Jesus. Um, I'm going to take, I think Golden State, I think if Golden State doesn't have Draymond, they're probably stronger because what they get for him. Uh, how about how about uh, how about Golden State over Brooklyn? Okay, how about that? So, a lot it, of talent out on that court, yeah. But there's the ones that like the ones that make me nervous. Like obviously, you look at what's going on in Brooklyn. You still have you still have monster players. You have the the reports are that Ben Simmons is being used appropriately. He's a passer. They're not using him to score. Got plenty of scores on that team. Don't need any more help there. Um, you, I I look at those guys. I'm like well, the sleeping giants. Well, same with the Clippers. What about the Clippers? I mean, you know, when is when does Kawhi Leonard act like Kawhi Leonard again? When does when does PG three get out there and get busy? Like, there's a lot of teams that have been like kind of holding back. back. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can see this year being the year where they go off a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I like I like Warriors over over Nets in the in the NBA Finals. Now we got more predictions here. Tommy wants to know who we got in the NLCS as the winner. I will. I'm going to go first again here for Padres Phillies. I will take good pitching over good hitting. If you give me Cleffinger. If you give me Musgrove in his ears, if you give me you Darvish, even though Philly's offense is really good and the Padres don't have still and won't Tatis Jr., I will take better pitching over better hitting. Give me San Diego. I'll go against you. Um, in the in the words of former future Yankee Bryce Harper, we're not losing this fucking game. <laughs> That's what he's it's his mantra. He just keeps telling the guys we're not losing this game. And they bought into it. Every team needs that thing. Right, they need that that thing beyond the game of baseball that almost distracts you from the fact that you've played 170 games now, and you you know you've been, you haven't seen you know you haven't seen your family, and you're doing this, and you, you know they, how many times can you look across the the room and there's Reese Hoskins balls? Like you need something, and uh, their something is that, that Bryce Harper is their leader, and he keeps telling them we're not losing this game, and they're going for it. So so I will take uh, I will take the the Phillies to to go to the World Series. I think the Padres are, are are very talented, obviously. But I just don't think they have I don't think they have that unifying direction. Corey wanted to let us know he thinks the Knicks are going to be terrible. Listen, Corey, when I want to know how to milk a cow or uh, or, or or go uh, set up an amazing booth at a farmer's market, Darfler Farms, may, farmer market, Corey cleans up. He's the he's great. He's got multiple flavored syrups. He's got uh, he's got steaks. He's got yeah. Uh, his Corey's nuts. Mm. People love to have Corey's mm. nuts in their mouth. Oh. All those things. But if I want to talk about basketball, I'm not talking about Corey. Corey the freaking Corey's got 75 favorite teams in every league, <laughs> and some teams only have 30 teams. Some leagues only have 30 teams. He, he's got he's got so many. This guy trying to get in the building. No, no, he's waiting for his ride. Oh, okay. one of the one of the techs here at Techies. Stretching. Dude, a lot of um, I guess there was a big old flood. Uh, one of the houses, uh, a house not too far from here, uh, basically started in the the. It's like a three story with a with an attic. The flooding started at the top and went all the way about. So our guys have been cleaning that house out for like two days, getting it perfect, so they can start rebuilding our construction and start rebuilding at Techies. The last one here on Q and A of the day. Bill, I wasn't going to click this, but you got me. You know, I take the bait. Yep. Someone needs to pick up Carmelo Anthony. Uh, yeah, the bus head of the nursing home. That was hurtful. Well, he's yeah. old. I think I think you know, Melo's had a good enough run. He didn't get the championship at the Lakers. I was hoping for it. Nineteen years. That's it's. You got back in the league. You played it. We're good. Nineteen years is long. We're good, Melo. I'm good, Bill. I I love Carmelo. That's yeah. my guy. I think I'm good. 
I'm Dude, good for retirement. Are you good. saying that Melo should do the one thing he never did in his career? Pass. Damn it. Damn it. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, have you seen the Redeem team yet? It's on my list. I got a lot of things I got to catch up on. That is, I've heard it's got fantastic reviews. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. So I'll put it on the list. I heard it's very good. You just made the list. Uh, my boy Dalton Castle's on tonight, right? Yes, Dalton Castle. Shout out to Dalton Castle. Nobody cuts a promo like Dalton Castle. Uh, How him. is Dalton Castle not on all the big shows? Like all of them. Like, like, so he, he's at Jericho? Jericho post Yankees Guardians on TBS. So they're about to post some numbies, as the kids say. A big rating pop for Dalton Castle tonight. He, he came out. So I, I, I get like... I get these a lot of these things sent to me now because people know that he's my guy, he's my 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 boy. Him and Bobby Fisher, two of my favorite people, and they happen to be wrestlers. Um, he Jericho puts out an open challenge to anybody who who was a Ring of Honor champion, and Dalton comes out, and he's just so like he he's different than everybody else. He does the like I think he does the modern day version of what like a gold dust or um or a, yeah. a beautiful whatever gorgeous like, George gorgeous yeah, George yeah, like yeah. It, it's a modern day version of it and it's and it's just it's so funny his 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 deliveries are perfect and he can actually wrestle to the point where even Jim Ross out I, I can wrestle like you know like oh he can't I didn't know why he was out here challenging a champion good old Jr my God my my, my God that's Don Castle's music the Pachanga um. <laughs> So I hope he was, and he's got a little history with Jericho. He was he was inv- he was invited to wrestle on the Jericho Cruise a couple years back. So hopefully he beats him, gets the gets the belt back. Let's go, Dalton Castle. The boys is he still allowed to have the boys? Yeah. Okay, the boys are out there. That I, I think it was even his, I think it was even like the intro. Like if you watch the intro, it's like boys, let's go, and then like they all come out, and like it's hysterical. If you want to see something very funny, the when right before Fish and Dalton wrestled. They have one of the greatest like in-ring promos where like fish fish comes up, Dalton comes out, and fish is like, Well, I'd offer you a place to sit. And Dalton has the boys turn into furniture. And then when he throws a fit, he starts flipping the boys instead of the chairs. It's hysterical. It's like it's just he's got he's different than everybody else. And it's perfect. And the fact that Triple H, my cousin Paul Levesque, cannot get it right and get him over there. The fact that that uh, t- Tony, I'm on the Spectrum Con, and not in a bad way. Just I feel bad for the dude. He's very twitchy. I worry about him. Like I, I think these guys got to get it right. They got to get it right. They got to they got to get the party peacock in there. Let's go, Dalton. Big performance tonight. <laughs> Jericho goes. I'm gonna pluck every one of your feathers. And Dalton's like, How dare you? <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. I can't. I'm like, I'm gonna watch wrestling tonight. Good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch wrestling. Yankees victory. Watch an AEW. Yeah. First pitch. So at the time that we're doing this, Yankees first pitch is just about to happen. Um, so whether or not I'm drinking in three hours is up to them. Um, I guess I should retreat to the backyard, fire up a stove, try to get a little good luck going the way of the Yankees. Do it. Because I did it. So I did it the the night they won. I wasn't able to uh, night two, and then night three I went out and smoked. Judge hits the home run, so I'm like, all right, good to go. Scar's done. Go back in the house. They lose the game. I'm like this is some bull crap. Not good. Some bull crap. Our weekend plans could be out Saturday, could be out Sunday, could be out Friday. We don't know what we're gonna do yet. So make sure you turn on those notifications and find out when the next Lovac and Gaz hits. Yeah.
I've got a lot of people playing in my week for me. So and I'm not one of them. Do you have any advice for us? Yeah, I have a lot of advice for okay. you. I do. I have some advice for you right now. Stop looking at me for advice. How the hell do I know what I'm talking about? What's wrong with you guys? Think of your own thing. The sun's very bright. It's hot in here and I'm fat. I just, I'm grouchy at this point. All right. How dare you? And actually, too, also, if you, you know, if you hate guys and you just want to talk to me, just let me know. I'm around. <laughs>